going on, family? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to another edition of the Faction Quick Hits. It's your man, GB Gerard Bonner. I hope you guys are doing absolutely well uh, as we're in the middle of the week. And yeah, I hope it's been a really, really good week for you. And I can't believe that when we get to tomorrow, we'll be close to the middle of October. 2020 has been the fastest and longest year, perhaps, of our lives. Um, But definitely, I hope you're safe. I hope you're well. A big shout out to everyone who joins us by way of social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at The Faction Show. And of course, if you're subscribed to our podcast, thank you so much. And if you're just joining us for the first time, welcome aboard. It's great to have you here. Click that subscribe button and share what we're doing with your friends and followers, as we love to talk about the world of Pro Wrestling here on The Faction. With that said, you're here for some news, and I've got it for you. Let's take a look at the ratings from this past Monday night on Monday Night Raw. As Monday Night Raw drew in an average of 1.855 million viewers. Now, that's an uptick of almost 200,000 viewers from the previous week, which is very significant. Uh, It battled games from the uh, Chargers and the Saints on ESPN, uh, which is significant in and of itself. But perhaps the big draw of this episode of Monday Night Raw was the second night of the WWE draft. And we saw some interesting things come from this draft Uh, perhaps the most interesting pick to come to monday night raw is the addition of the fiend bray wyatt and alexa bliss so they get to bring all of their darkness and craziness over to monday night raw and i've got to say we've been talking about the era of storytelling And again, one of the best stories being told in WWE, of course, is Roman Reigns and Jey Uso and the Bloodline. But one of the other very intriguing stories that's caught my attention has been the story of The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, and Alexa Bliss. It's been intriguing to see where The Fiend would go after losing the Universal title and never being pinned. But now his impact on Alexa Bliss, interactions with Kevin Owens, now interactions with Andrade and Zelina Vega. It all gets super interesting. And so for all that we've said about WWE over time, they are telling some pretty incredible and intriguing stories on both Raw and SmackDown. We also saw, as I correctly predicted, in fact, don't want to pat myself on the back too much, but I did have a couple of correct predictions. I did predict that Bailey would remain on SmackDown, and she did. And I did predict that the Street Profits would head over to SmackDown as well. The Street Profits and the New Day swapped tag team titles in what was, I guess, a logical move. Uh, I hate that there wasn't a match or there wasn't some other official way to do it, but the deed is done. So now uh, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions are the Street Profits. The Raw Tag Team Champions are the New Day. It's great to see the New Day back on Monday Night Raw. And uh, again, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods have really become a fantastic tag team. Any combination of the New Day is great. And so seeing them with Tag Team Gold just makes all the sense in the world. All right, so that was Monday Night Raw. And again, a lot happened there. And uh, I'd love to get your thoughts again on the draft and kind of the things that have come from it. Braun Strowman, Matt Riddle, uh, Jeff Hardy, all making their way to Monday Night Raw. We saw the return of Elias, which was pretty significant. Uh, Daba Kato is now going to be on Monday Night Raw as well. And uh, yeah, very interesting stuff indeed. Uh, Again, 
eh, I don't know that the draft had as much emphasis, perhaps, as it has had on previous years or as much impact. But we'll see. Speaking of impact, got some impact wrestling news to share with you. Uh, If you remember this summer, there was the speaking out movement that hit pro wrestling, which really talked a lot about uh, the injustice and the uh, sexual misconduct that has happened in pro wrestling. As a result, we saw a number of folks released from contracts, fired over this type of activity across all brands uh, in WWE, in NXT, in Progress, uh, and in Impact Wrestling. One of those people was Joey Ryan. Well, Joey Ryan has now sued the parent company of Impact Wrestling, that being Anthem Wrestling. And he has sued them, um, alleging that the company breached his contract when it released him uh, following this number of sexual assault allegations made against him. He states that in the lawsuit, his contract was set to run through August 31st of 2021, but the contract was breached when he was informed on June the 22nd that the company would no longer be booking him. He says that he received a formal release note on that same day stating that his contract had been amended to end on June the 22nd, allowing him to be released that day. The company then issued a public statement saying that he had been terminated. Let me just say this very clearly, okay? Trying to sue the company that fired you for wrongful termination when it's very clear that you have done something that deserved termination makes no sense. You cannot expect the company to keep you after all of these uh, allegations of sexual assault that clearly had to be founded if they fired you because we've seen with other companies um, that folks were accused and they searched it out and they kept them right or wrong right so i would say this joey ryan you got to do better man suing impact wrestling isn't the answer because if in fact these allegations were false then why did you close your promotion bar wrestling your entire promotion closed over this so suing impact wrestling isn't going to fix the larger issue here and the larger issue is resolving these issues when it comes to sexual assault that's the issue that's what needs to be fixed and no amount of lawsuits will change or fix that so i hope joey ryan gets that together because right now eh, that's an l a big big l and an even bigger l that's going to happen courtesy of uh, the folks at anthem and impact wrestling So there's that piece of news. Uh, In other news, uh, Dark Side of the Ring is slated for season three. Now, that can't be a huge surprise considering the mammoth success that Dark Side of the Ring season two happened to be. We certainly were chronicling it as it was happening. It was amazing to see what was covered in season two. Everything from the double episode for the Chris Benoit double murder suicide. We saw the brawl for all David Schultz, the road warriors, and of course the death of Owen Hart. They really bookended some amazing, amazing content. And if you've missed that, go ahead and download the vice TV app. You can check that out there, or I believe you can check it out on the YouTube page as well. 
but uh, season three is on the way, and they started talking about some topics that are going to be covered, including Grizzly Smith and Jake the Snake Roberts. That's a father and son pairing, and of course, Jake the Snake is a very interesting character. Uh, Rock and Robin, Sam Houston, and there's even talk uh, that the 1995 Collision in Korea event will be covered. It was an event co-promoted by WCW and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Eric Bischoff has confirmed that he has conducted interviews for that event as well as for the tragic death of Brian Pillman. So there are still stories to be told and these stories will be told on Dark Side of the Ring Season 3. We do not know when it will premiere just yet, um, but I guarantee that when it does premiere and they do have a date, we will bring that information to you. We are big fans of Dark Side of the Ring here at The Faction. They've told some amazing stories, and uh, I can't wait to see all of the things that they're coming up with for Season 3. WWE Hall of Famer Scott Hall is in the news. He was uh, part of a meet and greet, a virtual meet and greet over the weekend that did not go well. In fact, the meet and greet was cut short because of Hall's condition. Hall was apparently intoxicated and it was decided to end things so that he could be taken care care of. This is a really unfortunate situation. As we know, we have followed all of the things that have happened with Scott Hall over the years. Um, Just some really tragic addictions he had to, of course, uh, alcohol and the like. It seemed as though he had gotten on the straight and narrow courtesy of DDP and DDP Yoga. Uh, DDP took him into his house, cleaned up his act. It led to Scott Hall being inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2014. uh, And some really great moments for for Scott Hall. The unfortunate part is, of course, what's happening now. And we don't know all of the details, but certainly our thoughts and prayers are going to Scott Hall. Um, I hope it's not a relapse. I hope it was a one-time situation. And I hope that he's able to really kind of get some things back together because we need a healthy Scott Hall. You know, there was a point that Scott Hall was even helping down in NXT with the new talents and the like. Uh, And so for that not to be happening and for this to be going on is really concerning. So definitely we're hoping and praying that uh, things come together for Scott Hall, who was scheduled to be inducted into the Hall of Fame for a second time as part of the NWO earlier this year. Of course, COVID impacted that, and uh, we're not sure when those Hall of Fame inductions will take place or if they'll just kind of let them be two-time Hall of Famers. But we'll certainly take a look out for that uh, and get more news on that as that becomes available. So tonight's Wednesday night. It's the Wednesday Night War, and it's going to be a big, big night for both NXT and Dynamite. We're looking at two potential returns tonight. Uh, Of course, we saw Ember Moon make her return to NXT last week. We may be seeing the return of Tony Storm tonight, which should be fantastic. All kinds of things potentially cooking for NXT as they have to battle a red-hot AEW Dynamite, who last week, of course, AEW Dynamite brought us their uh, 30 Years of Jericho episode this week. It's their one-year anniversary episode, and it's big because it's going to do something that we've not seen on Dynamite before. All titles are up for grab. So we're going to see the TNT Championship up for grab as the new champion, Cody, defends against freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. The women's title will be up for grabs as Hikaru Shida takes on Big Swole, and I'm really excited for Big Swole. 
if you remember, it was about a year, maybe two years ago that she was part of the May Young Classic. And she has really, really worked hard to come up the ranks. Could tonight be the night that Big Swole becomes the AEW Women's World Champion? We've got a tag team title match happening tonight as the champs FTR defend against the number one contenders, the best friends. And the AEW World Championship is up for grabs as we get John Moxley taking on Lance Archer, the Murder Hawk Monster. Now, what I find intriguing is last week was the very first time on AEW that we saw and heard references to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, first, we saw Hiroshi Tanahashi actually give an on-camera greeting to Chris Jericho for his 30-year anniversary. That was major. And then we heard references to the big match that took place at Wrestle Kingdom between John Moxley and Lance Archer. Many forget that was earlier this year before Lance Archer made his way to AEW. And that was for the IWGP US Championship, which Moxley still holds, by the way. Um, and they talked about that match on AEW Dynamite, which is asking the question that perhaps is one of the bigger questions in pro wrestling right now. Is there going to be a working relationship between AEW and New Japan? Now, this is what I can tell you, that the president of New Japan, Harold Medge, uh, has been released. Uh, of course, he had done work with Coca-Cola, etc., etc. He was expected to do a lot with New Japan and did not meet those goals. One of those things was to perhaps establish a working relationship with AEW. That didn't happen. So the question now is, with the new president in, will he be able to make things happen? Well, I'll say this. Seeing any reference or hearing any reference to New Japan, whether that be the match between Lance Archer and John Moxley at the top of the year, or the greeting from Hiroshi Tanahashi, says to me, perhaps something could be in the works. And the fact that we've seen the NWA Women's Champion on AEW, potential talk of New Japan makes AEW that much more exciting. And they were already exciting anyway. But these concepts look amazing. So, which will you be watching tonight live? AEW Dynamite or NXT? You guys are wrestling fans. You'll likely watch both at some point. But I want to know which one you'll be watching live tonight. We've dropped a lot of news on you, so we want to hear your thoughts on all the news that we dropped today. You can do that by way of social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show is the place to be. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast. If you missed our video podcast, the audio version of it is available now, as is the video version. You can find that on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Faction Show, where you can get to see all of us in action as we're talking about the wonderful world of pro wrestling. All right, guys, we're going to get out of here. I hope your Wednesday is absolutely amazing. Until next time, it's your man GB, Gerard Bonner, representing for, oh, I almost forgot. A very important thing for you to know, and that is the two-year anniversary of Southern Honor Wrestling, still here too, is now available on IWTV. You can check out the entire card, which was absolutely amazing, headlined by Joe Black versus Corey Hollis for the SHW Championship and the inaugural appearance of the Rock and Roll Express. They got a shot at the SHW Tag Team titles against Matt and Joey Lynch, so you can check all all of that out and much, much more 
on IWTV. You can sign up at independentwrestling.tv. Your first five days are free with the SHW promo code, which is absolutely amazing. And of course, you can check out IWTV uh, on any platform on the internet at independentwrestling.tv, or you can download the mobile app for your smartphone or your smart TV. Just look up IWTV. With that said, we're going to get out of here. It's your man GB Gerard Bonner representing for my good brothers Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman John Murray. Collectively, we're known as the faction. I lead my people. Here we go.